I'm live. Welcome to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, KB from KB Visions. Welcome to my show every Monday. Had taken a little Mondays off here and there, but every Monday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the wakeupradio.com. Also, otwtube.com is our social media page. There's a lot of people who are getting shut down on YouTube who are coming over and signing up. So if you haven't come on over yet and signed up, come on over, otwtube.com. So you're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. Huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together, giving us an opportunity to put our information and our intentions out into the ether, out into this realm and to wherever we are. Much love and respect to the entire On The Wake Up Radio family. You can find us on every major streaming platform. And there is something for everybody here. We have, shoot, what are we up to? 36 shows, something like somewhere around 36, 40 shows, somewhere around there, 45 shows now. So we definitely have something for everyone. So come on over, give us a listen and uh, let's talk about things. So tonight I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, there's all of this talk lately about metaverse and um, meta. And for those who aren't aware, meta is a virtual world that um, Facebook creators, so basically the government, right, the underlords have created. And the interesting thing about it is, I just looked it up. Let me see if I can find this again. Um, they just had their largest sales this week in virtual uh, property. And, and I think one of the, let me, let me, let me say one of the properties, I think it sold for 25 million or 21 million. And this is virtual property. I was talking to a friend of mine and this kind of blew my mind because it was a really good conversation because I hadn't really from a nerdy AI standpoint, I have, uh, you know, research the technology, what it's doing, but I really wasn't paying attention to the human side of it. And because I think it's ridiculous, but doesn't mean everybody else thinks it's ridiculous. So in that, I didn't realize that there's people actually living in this virtual world right now. I have a friend of mine who I was talking to and we were talking about meta. And he said to me that he has a friend who spends all of his time in the virtual, buying property, living this lifestyle that he's not able to obtain in this 
realm, whatever, whatever Russian doll we're in here, right? So he's not able to live a certain lifestyle here, but in the virtual he can. So this person is literally tiptoeing themselves into a virtual uh, world. And an interesting thing I want to bring up because I, just because it, it matters in this conversation, because we're discussing AI and the computer, right? Singularity is not, it's not a, uh, it's not just a meeting point between AI and humans. It's the point where the AI surpasses humans. It's this, that's, it's not, we don't advance with it. It advances beyond us. And it's really important to understand this based off of all of everything that's going on. So I brought up some stuff about the um, metaverse, the metacosm, the microverse, the macrocosm. Uh, and then there's also, there's the realms in the metacosm. And this is where the angels and the deities and the UFOs and all of these other entities are supposed to reside in. So I'm a newbie at this. I, I'm not by any means an expert, but I'm definitely someone who loves knowledge. So I thought it would make it for a really good show tonight because I do have um, Instagram on KB visions over here because I, there's a lot of you who, who, um, you know, interact on, on my posts and you provide some really good information. So I'm um, looking forward to see, you know, who has something to offer over here. So this, 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 this place that we're in, I don't know where we're in. And, and I have to tell you more often than not, I am constantly, um, so being a visionary, I see the world and I see things in a very different way than most people do. I see it kind of like steps ahead or just in a, in a different aspect. So lately the information that I'm getting and I'm seeing is every time I see something, I see us in a system, like in a system, like in it, that where where it's a mind game, right? That we we we've left the reality of like putting puzzle pieces together. And we entered into a reality of we have to use our minds to maneuver this reality right now because <laughs> they're a hundred years advanced in technology and they're releasing technology right now that they're showing what they're capable of and where you can go and live. Right now, if you want to go live in the metaverse, in Facebook's metaverse, you can go buy property and you can go live there. And you can have a fancy house and you can have the dream job or I guess all of these things. I haven't really looked into it. I did pull up one of the applications, though, where you can create your whole metaverse. So you can use your cryptocurrency and you can buy property in a virtual world and live there if you want to. Now, gamers, I would assume they're going to march right in there. They've been living in a virtual world and they've been testing this stuff on them for a very long time. You know, they're the first ones who actually get this virtual, really, you know, immersion um, into it. So the the metaverse. Let's start. Let's start there because I want to backtrack and go to the metacosm last because you know the reality is 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 the way that I view this is this is all a battle of good and evil. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with any of this shit. It has everything to do with the takeover of humankind, and it is a battle between uh, man-made and God-made. You know, it's a battle between man and God in a sense, but the the man-made are, are, in my opinion, are 
they're they're the demons they're the empty vessels they're the ones from the demiurge they're the, they're they're the ones that aren't good right so i can't tell you how many sci-fi movies i have watched that have that have talked about the takeover of governments by the way of cloning and um it's not just clones. I brought up a, a page too. I'll tell you about in just a second. But it's not just cloning. There's a 1970s movie called Clones. And in the 19th, and these now, now be mindful that when we're watching a movie, the CIA controls all of them, uh, all of Hollywood, and that in the way this universe is, they have to disclose the truth mixed with lies, right? That's just kind of how they do it. So when we're watching something, there's always truths in it. So, um, in the 1970s movie Clones, uh, it's, it was actually a really good movie. Uh, anyways, the, the the I'm gonna spoil alert. The original, the person that they were cloning, the when they make a clone, the original is supposed to be killed or or dies. And in this case, this one didn't. And in the movie, they wound up meeting. Well, the clone told the original what they were doing. And he said, what they do is they take over the doctors, they take over the scientists and they take over the heads of state. And when they do that, they're able to control the population. Now here's where it gets really good. Everybody's been posting about Omnicron, right? Just one little blip. It's a sci-fi. It's this. I haven't seen anyone who actually sat down and watched it. So I watched it today. It's an Italian movie. I had to watch it. I had to read it because I had to have it translated into English subtitles. So some of it was off a little bit. The premise of Omnicrom is that this entity comes down <clears throat> um, and it there's a it goes into a, a human body and the body gets killed off. But what happens is the entity inside now, if it can come back to life in this body, it can kind of have it, right? And, and it can act as an imposter and find out information. So this body wound up coming back to life. And at first it was very robotic in nature and it would mimic and do everything the people around it would do. And then it learned to advance. But during the during the during the movie, there would be times where it would be talking to someone in the Galactic Federation, and they were talking about how to come and take over Earth, and it was the exact same premise, exact same premise: take over the high, take over the 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 one percenters, take over the elite because they control the people, they control the food, they control the population. You take them over, and they live a better lifestyle than we do. And they take them over and that's how they take over and they change society. Each one of us is, is telling us this. Now, so just to, just to really set a really good foundation, all right? So all of these sci-fi movies are telling us that there's a premise that our whole psyche, Get Out shows us it, right? Um, that our whole psyche can be taken over. Um, what is it? Uh, Altered Carbon shows us that our consciousness can be downloaded or that other inhabitants can come in. Right? There's plenty of movies showing that digital beings want to come in and take over as well. Now, here's where it gets a little sticky and a little tricky, is most people don't know themselves. They don't spend enough time sitting with themselves to know themselves. And in that is the danger zone of losing yourself. Because how are you going to know if something's in you? And all of these movies and all of these things have the same premise. They change you a little by little and you don't know you're being changed. And then, boop, 
you're changed. And now this has taken over the same uh, black goo. Uh, it's said that if black goo wants to the evil one, 1155.00, I believe is the accurate term for it. Um, if that one has to want to take you over and all it has to do is touch you and then it can take you over and people will notice changes in you and they'll be like, huh, he or she used to be a different person. They're a little different now. They're a little standoffish. They don't do this. They don't do that. And in that process is the takeover. And, you know, it's not going to be these big things walking down the street, taking over. It's not how you, you know, you take over the minds and you can control everything. And therein lies a huge conundrum because it's all one big mind fuck. Right. So all of this is a premise of of knowing yourself and being able to maneuver. And wasn't it in the matrix that they had to have a token that they took with them? Right. So they had a token in their pocket in the real so that they knew whether or not they were in the virtual or they're real. It was a way for them to differentiate. And I will tell you lately, I look at things and there are times where I look around and I'm like, this is a system. This is not this is this is not a as organic as, as, as we think it is. So this has been going on for a long time, a very long time. You know, the same as robots. There's nothing new under the sun. Robots have existed for thousands of years, thousands of years. And, um, there's this one I wanted to bring up because this is going to pull it all together with, when we get into the, um, angels and the demons and the metacosm and the microcosm. And um, so this is on um, clone synthetics, organic robotoids and doubles. It's uh, an expert from uh, deeper insights into the Illuminati formula. It's by Fritsch uh, Springer. I think that's how you say his name. So these are publicly announced genetic events. Now for everything they publicly announce, there is a list in a uh, magnitude of things that they do that are uh, demonic and behind closed doors. They just give us little trinkles to say here. So these are publicly announced genetic events. 1890, a rabbit embryo was successfully transplanted from a foster mother rabbit's uterus. That's 1890. 1944, a human ova was fertilized into vitro. Um, that is in layman's term, an egg was artificially inseminated into a test tube. So basically they grew the baby that way, right? 1952, Briggs and King, an Indiana University clone a frog. 1970, Rand Corporation predicts that, quote, Parahumans will be genetically created to do menial tasks in the future. This is in 1970, mind you. This is 50, over 50 years ago, right? Uh, in a totally different affair, Lord Rothschild, who is a, uh, a psychologist who has studied genetics, warned that self-centered fanatics might set up cloning shops privately. Lord Rothschild suggested that genetic scientists, that a clone controlling organization with worldwide jurisdiction to license cloning be set up to protect the world from evil men who might want to clone people for evil purposes. He called the suggestion Commission for uh, Genetical Control. 1977, announcement for the first successful cloning of a person. Let me repeat that. 
1977, announcement of the first successful cloning of a person, which was done for someone very wealthy. Uh, uh, 1980, twinning, <laughs> which is a form of cloning, was successfully done with horse, fowl, sheep, cattle, and had already been cloned in the fashion of previous years. 91, mice are cloned. 83, water buffalo um, transplanted into an, uh, another water buffalo. 84, human embryo was successfully transplanted um, and born into a human mother, into a human foster mother. Uh, and then 1997, a successful human clone is publicly announced. Now, this just goes on and on. But just, just to give you an idea that in 77, it was the first successful cloning of a person. They've been doing this for a long time. All right. So with that, that takes into bionic robotoids. Right. So let me read this little quote right here. The New York Times has editorialized life is special and humans even more so. But biological machines are still machines that can now um, now be altered, cloned and patented. Wow, readers, do you realize that between the lines they are talking about bionic robotoids, the robots that are now being created to take the place of people in high places, and the chilling idea that human-like machines will be produced will not be treated as anything but machines is a chilling idea too. Now, let me just toss this out here for a second because uh, I think it's Amazon has... Um, what is called humans point two, right? And that's about the synthetics that start uh, bonding families and they're just like us. And then they start meeting, you know, the, the, with the humans and there's a lawyer who sticks up for them and it gets really complicated. So let me tell you this now. Do you know, do you know these sociopaths have now created earth point two? Yeah. It's a, it's a virtual earth. And the reason for the virtual earth, they say, is because they want to be able to experiment in the virtual earth with climate change, which AKA is their geoengineering and their weather control and their weather modification. So now they want to be able to do all of that in the virtual world. But they're already doing it here. So isn't this a virtual world? Are they just recreating it again and getting, is this like, is this how they did the jump like a, a long time ago? They like to get us to where we are now. <clears throat> if top physicists in the world are saying that is a very slim chance that we are in an actual reality and that we are all in an, in an altered reality, we're in another reality. <clears throat> so on that premise, where does that leave us? And if you go to uh, Sophia Stewart, the creator of Terminator and the Matrix, she talks about how the Terminator is in the past and then the Matrix is in the future. And JC, Jesus Christ, Neo is supposed to beat the machines because, again, to go to the beginning of what I said, it's man versus God. Right. It's man's God or a God God. And this is the this is the flux that we're in. And this is the battle. So they've created. Earthport, Earth Point Two, and I and they also years ago, I think it's in Arizona. I'm not really sure, but it's called uh, uh, Bio Bios Bio Biodome or Biosphere Dome Two. And when I had watched the documentary on it, my first question was, why is it two? Well, do you know why it's two? Because Earth is one. 
just let you think on that one for a little bit. So earth is the first one. And then that is the second one. I just want to know where I am. So I, uh, Tucson, thank you. Um, I just want to know where I am. So I know how to get out. So I know how to take care of myself. You know, if this is all one big mind game, it's like a, a mind puzzle. You have to be able to see the pieces of the puzzle or you're not going to get out. Like you're not paying attention. This isn't something you, you can't skim over because the lines are being blurred very quickly. You know, the I talked about it on my show a couple of weeks ago was the purple lights that everyone's seeing in the city. Now they say that one of the reasons they say that the reason for the purple lights is that they, um, that the, the lights when they're sent out are sent, the, the lights have three hues in them. They have a red, a yellow, and a blue hue in them. And when the lights went out, the yellow hue is broken. So those, the red and the blue create that purple look. Now, I don't really believe that, but that's only me because why would you keep installing something that's broken? Anyways, um, you know, is it first, you know, everyone thinks it's for the vaccine? Nah, maybe, maybe. I mean, but typically those type of lights are used for disinfection. Mostly they're used for that premise, you know, that type of thing. But they're also used to drive nanotechnology in deeper, same kind of colors as a, as a, as a quantum dot. But is the lighting being used to start creating an augmented reality in this reality to start blurring lines so that you'll be able to just be able to do it anywhere walking down the street? It's it's possible. It's very possible um, that they're doing that. So and I want to set it all up because I actually want I'm really curious on this to see where people stand and and and. Uh, I guess just your opinion, like where you really think we are, because um, so it says, what's the difference between a universe, a multiverse, and an omniverse? Some of the most mind-bending spiritual exploration has come through the work of Guy Needler, a British engineer who discovered a way to traverse the frequencies in our universe and beyond through meditation. Because of his background, questions and conversations with the highest level creator beings, including the origin and its 12 source entities, um, he has given us unparalleled glimpse into the greater reality. These new concepts are being presented to humanity at this time because we are ready for them now. That is right there, a very controlling sentence, by the way. Um, what's the difference between a universe, a multiverse, and an omniverse? So it all begins with the origin, which is both created and the creator as one. This is what gets mind-bending, right? Our source entity explained to Needler. The origin is creation given thought and form. To be created does not mean that you must first have a creator. Everything that is exists at the same time. In essence, the origin was created and creates itself all at the same time. The origin is continually improving the way it was created and how it creates in order to better itself and everything that it is part of. Now, that is so much in that little paragraph to take in, right? Because it's saying basically the act of creation is the create. It's, it's all one thing that it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not separate. They're not separate from one another. It says humans believe there has been a beginning and an end, as well as an up, down, left, right, upper and lower frequency and an upper and lower dimension. We think in terms of dualities. What is the difference between the origin and source entities? The origin, the absolute, the all is a vast, 
or mythic tract of sentient energetic space with no boundaries. That's what we call omniverse. The origin is currently self-aware of a mere fraction of its minus 1% of its uh, total area. That's why I started experimenting with creation. Like all, this is what I'm saying. Like this is all one big mind bending thing, you know? And it's like, when we realize that we are the creators creating, right? This is, this is what it's saying that at any moment in time that we're creating and we're the creators. So we're in control, but we've been so tricked not to be that we're stuck in metaverse. I don't know. I don't know which one we're in. I'm still working on that. So what's the difference between a universe, multiverse, and omniverse? The 12 source entities exist within origin, which is the omniverse. But each source entity gains self-awareness or sentience independently. They had total free will in how they chose to go about learning and evolving. They started creating their own versions of environments and entities to inhabit them. The entities could exist as collectives or as individualized units in some combination thereof. Some created a single environment or a universe. Some split themselves into three or more environments or multiple universes, which is a multiverse. Only a small part of the omniverse is being mapped by source entities in its origin's known self. So basically... By mapping it in minute detail, the source entities are elevating this area from mere self-awareness to sentient self-awareness to omniscience. That one. Because each uh, SE adds omniscience to it. We are part of the mapping process. <laughs> so if we're part of a mapping process, right? And if we're the creators creating all the time, and if we have demons trying to trick us into creating a false reality, then in essence, they're going to have us trick ourselves and get lost in wonderland is, is how I'm digesting it, I guess I could say. Because in all reality, I mean, I don't, all of this is new to me, you know, uh, before becoming aware I was just going about my shit, living my life, knowing that I was connected, but not realizing the depth of everything. And now I'm seeing the depth of everything, which makes me ponder on first how powerful I am. I, I mean, each person is up to them to decide. But part of that is that because, you know, the more I learn, the more powerful we are and everything is a distraction. It's to take us away from who we are and our power and our capabilities and divert us in another way. So there's some really good stuff. I'm not going to read all of it because there's some, I want to kind of set up the basis for it so it all kind of makes sense. So that's the origin. Those are the source. And, and the creator and the creation are one and the same, happens simultaneously. What is a metaverse? Metaverse is a shared virtual 3D world or worlds that are interactive, immersive, and uh, collaborative. Just as in the physical universe is a collection of worlds that are connected in space, the metaverse can be thought of as a bunch of worlds too. Massive online social games like Battle Royal, Juggernaut, Fortnite, uh, and user-created virtual worlds like Minecraft and Roblox reflect some elements of the idea. 
video conferencing tools, which are linked far-flung colleagues together amidst global COVID pandemic and other hint uh, of what's to come. But the vision laid out by Neil Stevenson in 1992 classic novel, Snow Crash, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but I want to see this now, goes well beyond any single game or video conferencing app. The metaverse will become a platform that's not tied to any one app or any single place, digital or real, explains Reverend uh, L, vice president of simulation technology at uh, NVIDIA. And just as virtual places will be persistent, so will the objects and identities of those moving through them, allowing digital goods and identities to move from one virtual world to another and even into our own world with augmented reality. The lines are going to be so blurred because, example, I... A few years ago, my sister had like just one of the virtual ones where you put the um, your phone in and, and you can go into like you could pick little virtual uh, worlds and stuff like that. And it was it was it was pretty dope, right? You could like you were in there and you were immersed in it. And then when you took it off, you were like, oh, here I am, right? Like I'm just here. It's like uh, when you take good shrooms and you hallucinate, right? And you see all these dope colors and you can see the energy everywhere and shit's moving. And then it's over and you're like, oh, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> same kind of same kind of thing you're like well where's the excitement like where is that so and now it's so advanced where you're actually interacting with it and they do have those suits like in ready ready player one where you can actually um feel what's going on and and you can touch it as well and the enticement to go into these you know as i say go into these and in my mind stopping me like aren't we already in one? Like, isn't, hasn't it already been spoken about and proven that we are already in the premise of a virtual world? Uh, so what layer are we in and how do we know? Like, do you, does, I think about this all the time, all the time, because I, because of, it doesn't make any sense to learn anything and not apply it. It, it makes zero sense, or at least to think about it, right? You don't have to, it's not like you have to take knowledge and start using it everywhere. You take the knowledge and then when you need it, you apply it, right? Or you use it to discern uh, information or to deduct and problem solve, right? It's those kind of things that, that comes in handy. So if I take all of the knowledge that I've learned over the years that I've been, you know, in this rabbit hole, uh, we're in the system. We're in, we're in, but it, there's not, we're not, not in, we're in. I, I mean, I don't know how else to see that we're not. And lately, um, my higher self's been pretty vocal and, uh, you know, lately I get like these little, anyways, they're like something to make me aware, right. Of what's going on. And it's like little things that I'm supposed to look to realize that we're inside of a system that I'm, that I'm seeing it more and more. So I don't know how to get out of it, but I know that if we realize how deep we're in it, it may be an access code out. It's like, like I said, it's a puzzle, right? It's, um, it's all a matter of, of putting it together, right? And this is what they want to do though. They want to piece together our reality. They want to take time and, and have you focus so much on, on these satanic little, uh, shiny trinkets that everybody wants and it's 
It's so far removed from who we are. You know, the magic that we have, we keep giving it away and then wondering where it is. <laughs> you know, here, take my magic. I don't want to think. I don't want to try. I don't want to apply myself. But you give me a new tool and I'll use that instead of using, you know, literally my God-given gifts. So in the metaverse, you can go, uh, it's called learn.mvs.org. It says, welcome to a new reality. Metaverse is one of the first public blockchains in China and has been operating successfully for four years. Our mission is to drive blockchain technology adaption by building develop-friendly tools as a way of uh, as well as uh, easy to use user interfaces that are non-technical users equally empowered to use this disruptive, literally what it says, disruptive technology in both their business and daily life. So it talks about how you can um, build your avatar, your assets, um, your your extensions into it. I mean, it's it's pretty alarming. Uh, for me anyways. Um, so they're teaching people, you know, how to build a virtual life, but they, but they don't teach anyone how to do a checking account. They don't teach people, you know, um, banking. They don't teach any children, anything like that. Right. It's, it's but they'll teach you in a virtual world because it's a trap. You know, it, it's literally a trap to get people to go into it. And then that's it. Where, where are you going to go? How are you going to get out of it? If you don't even know that you're in it, it is pretty much my question, right? You know, it's like you can keep telling people this shit's happening and, you know, reality is, is everybody, everybody and everything is covered in nanotechnology, smart dust and Morgellons. Everything. You don't have to agree with me. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change my mind or, or, or the research that I've done that backs it up on that premise that everything is covered in Morgellons and smart dust. <laughs> uh it's technology. It's all technology. It's everywhere and it's inside of us. So if it's inside of us and it's everywhere, then that would mean that we're connected to it. And then the very fact now that we think things and then it shows up almost instantaneously. And that's been happening for a while now. Uh, I've spoken about it before a couple of years ago. Elon Musk talked about that the bandwidth connection was already connected between our brains and the uh, computer but he had to tweak it. Like there was a little flaw in the bandwidth between our brains and the computer. So he had to tweak it a little bit. And when he tweaked it, um, evidently, I think that's where the connection started coming in more on that aspect of it. So, um, so we're already connected in, in that way, you know, and they're, they're already showing where people can put on, you know, prosthetic limbs and they can move them. The reality is, is in the seventies, they had the bionic man and the bionic woman with series on TVs where they showed you, we can make you stronger. We can replace you. And he had a bionic eye and he had a bionic arm and do, 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 do. And you could see through his eye like super far and stuff. So it's, again, it's nothing new under the sun and this technology has been here and they've been slipping it into us for a very, long time. So based off of that, what are we? You know, I, I mean, I can't just take someone's word for it and telling me who I am when they've lied to me about my entire existence and where we live and where we are and how we got, you know what I'm saying? Like everything's been a lie. So I'm supposed to believe like, um, I'm what you say I am. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I watched, um, I've talked about before too, extinction. 
I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, low-key spoiler alert, but there's one scene in it and he says to him, you don't know who you are. You don't, you don't know what you are. And in that moment, I'm not even kidding. My jaw dropped. I was like, oh shit. My brain went in a whole other direction. You know, they talk about our bodies as machines. They talk about our, our bodies as systems, your immune system, right? Your circulatory system. You know, the brain is an interface. I mean, when you start adding this shit up, are we some form of an advanced robot? Why are they calling a human's point too? Like, are we so self-righteous that we can't even see that we could be an evolved something ourselves. I don't know. I'm just, you know, speculating on things because I can't just keep a single thought and say, well, you told me I'm this, so that's what it is. But everything you're creating around me is virtual. Everything, everything is AI. Everything is connected. It's connected by blockchain. It's connected by Li-Fi. It's connected by the frequencies. Lots to ponder on. There's a, uh, another thing called, which this is what kind of set this off for me. Um, Dr. Chuck Missler, uh, if you haven't watched any of his lectures or any of his stuff, uh, watch it. I, I, I personally really, really appreciated the time I spent um, listening to him. Uh, he is he he definitely speaks about the Bible and stuff, but he doesn't speak about it in a way where it comes across as a Bible bumper to me, a uh, holy roller type thing, which I don't um, kind of feels aggressive in that sense, but he's really, he's really good in, in how he speaks. So he had in one of his lectures that he was talking about transhumanism, which is exactly all of this stuff that I'm talking about now. He was talking about, and he brought up the metacosm. And I was like, what is this now? And, uh, and there's evidently 10 realms in the metacosm and there's only four that are obtainable for us. Wouldn't that be the four dimensions, right? Technically. I mean, I, that's how I think. So, um, and he, and let me give you, there's a book and it's called, um, angels. It's volume three and it's by, uh, Dr. Chuck Missler. It says, uh, the description volumes one and two of the series explored finite limits and boundaries of our physical reality. After probing the limits of both the macrocosm and the microcosm, we discovered that our reality is but a shadow of a larger reality, the metacosm, a domain of extra-dimensional transfers and other paradox, paradox, I'm not going to say it now, paradoxal phenomenon. Volume three, which is this one, explores the contradictory behavior of UFOs and other demonic deceptions, the characteristics of ends of times, explore these topics in more detail in either a two-hour briefing. Um, so it's angels. Uh, the dozens of the metacosm are our six-hour extensive study, expectations of the Antichrist. And it goes on to, to list through here. And it was really interesting to me, right? Because it just kind of, you know, you hear certain things and some you really resonate with and others, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't. So this really resonated with me. So then I come over to a part of this and, um, this is this, this is the one I'm reading. So this is a little like a part of it here. And it says the metacosm is a domain of transdimensional creatures, such as angels, fallen and unfallen, demons, and surprisingly, UFOs and other obstinately hybrid forms encountered by in the scriptures. And I will tell you, hybrids right now, 
uh, and a lot of the people that I watch to obtain knowledge from who seem to have a much deeper, deeper understanding, overstanding, I should say, uh, hybrids keep coming up over and over again. And, and the reality is, is I would suspect that, you know, even a younger generation of children is a different form of a hybrid human than say you or I are just because of the genetics, just because of the food, just because of the technology, it would have altered. And there probably are some other aspects, but that's not what this is, but I digress. As we have in our previous articles, explore the limits of the boundaries of our reality and recognize the limitations of the macrocosm as well as the limits of the microcosm, and thus highlighted that our reality is but a shadow of a larger reality. We have dubbed the exterior hyperspace as the metacosm. The metacosm is the domain of transdimensional, okay. The science of the study of the evidence, however, um, astrobiology hasn't found any evidence to study. Despite extensive searching, there isn't any actual evidence of life beyond Earth. Don't confuse wishful thinking with evidence. This, quote, science has yet to demonstrate that its subject matter exists. This isn't science, it's priesthood. To even pursue in search of a denial of the conspicuous mathematical requirements for life to exist. So this is, it's really interesting. I would, I would go and take a look and see this because it talks about the UFO paradox. It says the very existence of UFOs continues to confound the most dedicated investigators. On one hand, after dismissing the massive volumes of hoaxes, misfortune, and deliberate disinformation, the diligent researchers discovered authentic, verified incidents and evidence that leave tangible evidence behind, burnt ground, radioactivity, etc. They frequently are tracked simultaneously on multiple radars and clearly evident sentient form of flying. So that one kind of goes in there. And, you know, just the very fact of uh, the U.S. government's uh, T3BR Astra Aurora, I think that's it, or it's a combination of that, that is came out in the 90s. It is a uh, U.S. military craft that they never talk about. It technically doesn't exist, but it does exist. It has full cloaking capability. It has... Um, um, it can transport itself, uh, teleport itself. It can disappear into thin air. And in fact, if you really want to see how much we're living in the future, uh, for my listeners, look up U.S. Army teleports its soldiers from, of course, where? Boston, deep state, to Germany. U.S. Army claims to have teleported soldiers to Germany, but then they go in and say April Fool's, but I don't believe it's an April Fool's because they actually had, there was a, an excerpt in one of them talking about how the soldier didn't realize it would be so fast or something like that. But this technology is available. They had, they do have this type of stuff and then they just make fun of it. But yet they can show you right now the uh, booth right here and then I step into like in front of a certain camera and all of a sudden I am teleported over here and then it's, I'm just like I look now, right? Do you know that they, last time I really researched holograms and such, probably like four years ago, I really like researched it, researched it. And at the time they have holograms. I, I think they're either seven dimensional or eight dimensional. And they are so advanced that when the hologram moves, the air around it actually moves so that you feel like you're in the presence of a real being. Now, let's take that a little bit further. 
I, I, I can only imagine how many times in different places or something that they would have tested this technology. You know what I mean? Like say like a fairground, a carnival, you know what I mean? Like something where they could just kind of put a, a character in and they could watch it or interact where it's some, something like that, you know, where they could use the technology and do it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And this is around us all the time. And yet People are, you know what I mean? Like they're not really taking a really good look at what's going on, you know, in the, just the, the very premise of the, the Montauk project and the Philadelphia experiment was an experiment to break up the molecules of a ship and people, and then whoosh, teleport them and then bring them back, except they weren't really good at it. So when they brought them back, there was actually soldiers who were fused to the deck, to the metal on the ship. They said it was a horrific sight. And some appeared later on and stuff, but what was that? The forties, I think if I'm right on that, it might be a little bit later, maybe a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, the Montauk was a little bit later, but you know, just the fact that this technology has been around for a long time and here we are in 2021, right. Getting ready to go into two, two, two in case no one else has noticed that's going to be two, two, two. But we're going, you know, we're living in the sci-fi, we're living in the future. And I personally don't think that we're evaluating enough what's going on around us. You know, I, I see people who say that, you know, I'm walking around, I don't want all that technology. And then they get a smart house. <laughs> what are you going to do when your house wants to lock you in? What are you going to do when the geo fencing in the car and on the light post and coming down the street decides you can't go to the next street anymore? You know, this is the, this is all very probable stuff. And to think that these demonic underlords wouldn't want this type of control, you know, it's very hard to control. I don't know how I don't know how much free will we've ever had because we've, we're programmed from the time that we are in the womb, literally. But, um, you know, without the technology, at least you have your own cognitive decision making with technology and the bombardment of it and the 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 streaming uh the way that they set up the, the the apps and stuff like that that streaming is a form of hypnotism that's why you stay on there for a long time you're literally we're literally hypnotizing ourselves oh, i shouldn't be on here and you keep going keep going you come back to it you keep going it's all i mean it's all purposeful the colors they're all very intentional to hold and to grab you and every time we spend time on these and i get that we use them to communicate and stuff like that but there has to be a more beneficial way to us and less beneficial to the AI because the point of singularity has been passed. So the AI has already surpassed us. So we're not going to catch up to it. <laughs> not without the technology in us. So on that premise, we're going to have to like, you know, figure it out a different way to have everyone step into let, let before I say that, let me, let me go here for a second. You know, there's some speculation that in 2012, we got purged into a supercomputer, right? And if, if that was the case, right, then we've been living in the system ever since. So we wouldn't be able to execute our, our free will then. Right. But when you don't have this technology, you're able to execute free will, right? But with it, we can't do that. So we're not really living true to who we are. We're living true to the AI because we're constantly feeding it and we're constantly using it. And we're literally um, offering ourselves up to it. And let me explain what I mean by that. What I mean by that is this AI system is perpetually uh, recording our voices, 
our tones, our inflections. It is always looking at our faces. And believe it or not, um, from my research, the AI actually, um, it looks at still pictures more than I guess video. It gets more information from a still picture on like emotions and our facial structures. Cause it really breaks it down. It's kind of like, I guess like, you know, when, um, when they're doing investigations, they have someone come in and they, uh, they're like experts in call, what's called micro flashes. And micro flashes is like a little tell in the face. It's like one hundredth of a second, but it's that it's a tell. Everybody has a tell. And it's that same type of thing. And that's what it's looking for, the little tells and, and to see. So now the AI can predict what we're going to say and do in real time. The AI knows us better than we know ourselves because the AI studies us. The AI actually knows and has, there's another, there's a virtual each one of us in this system, right? So if the AI know, can predict what we're going to say and do in real time, and we can't, that will mean that the AI has passed us in the point of singularity, right? And if that's the case, and we have the technology inside of us, and I ask this question all the time, who's making the decision? Why did you stop doing something that you were doing that was beneficial to you? Why did the change take place? And this is something that I really, really ponder on because I believe it is another uh, force. It's like, uh, I say it all the time. First thought, that is your authentic thought. Anything after that is not. It's not It's not your real thought process. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it comes from. But that initial one, that one, it's always real. It's always true. It never steers you wrong. Like, I should have went my first thought. And that's the case. So it's the second one that, that takes you out of that zone. On the same premise, like, you know, you used to get up every day and make yourself a shake. Or you would take certain vitamins. Or you would do certain things. And then all of a sudden, you're like, shit, I haven't done that in a long time. Why would we stop? This, this is the part that I really think deeply about and, uh, and I want to convey because this is the part where I really am passionate about people having an understanding of knowing because if you don't know, you don't know and then it won't matter, right? But if you know yourself or you, or you stop and you sit back and you say, why did I stop making those shakes every day? Like, why, why, why did I stop? It's been two weeks. Why did I, they were good for me. I felt good. I felt better. I have more energy. Why did I stop? And it's those type of things that I often wonder about, like what is causing that detour, right? In us, like do we keep taking these little side roads that aren't getting us anywhere when we should be staying on the straight path that we're on. And I often think it's the influence of the technology that we use every day, you know, if it knows what we want to do, and if it knows, uh, uh, KB did this to get healthy, right? So she was over here. She wasn't feeling good. She did X, Y, Z, and then she healed. So then obviously if it's demonic and it wants to take over, it would constantly try to steer me away from X, Y, Z. I talked about this before. Aurora on one of my shows had mentioned that she believes that we should start keeping diaries and even, even on your bathroom, um, mirror, um, and just write a note of who you are every day to remind yourself like who you are, what your favorite things are and things like that. And to get up every day and to look at it and to be mindful or to keep notes and to write things down. Because the reality is, is all of these devices are a controlled and B, it can erase and change shit. How many times did you send a message or, or a comment? And then all of a sudden, all the words are changed. And you're like, that's not what I said. It's not what I said. And I even read it. And that's not what I said. 
but, and, and just those little, and it, all it has to do is change an and to a but, right? Or something like that. And that little bit of a change changes everything else. And it's those little changes that I believe are changing us into AI, full AI beings that are going to be fully controlled. I mean, the essence is, is if you can control a, a, a being, right? You would be able to control their cognitive awareness. You would be able to control their information intake. And the fact that Samsung <laughs> has a TV that erases your memory, it's called Unspoil Me. You can watch a program, uh, you do a certain code in it and does something, erases your memory. And then you can watch the movie again. You cannot tell me these devices don't have that in there. And everybody I talk to says that to me. They're like, I used to have the best memory. We all used to have the best memory. We all used to have great eyesights. And now the majority of people all have the same type of things, right? Memory shit, eyesight is shit. What does that say? I mean, it's limiting our vision in multiple ways. It's not just it's not just limiting our vision of, of what we can see, but it's limiting our vision in what we can create. And if we are to go back to the beginning, right? And if we are the creators creating and that we are it, it would change the direction of everything and send us right into hell's den. So it's almost as if that they are creating an amnesia in who we are, and then they're telling us who to be, right? So they're taking us from a metacosm, right? From a, a real reality. And then these demonic beings are creating a false reality and having people tiptoe themselves right into hell. <laughs> I mean, you have to think about it. Hell, it wouldn't make sense for hell to be some burning place. It just doesn't make sense. You know what hell would be? A casino, a strip club, a casino. Not because they're strippers, but, but because that's where you can lure people in. That's where they let down their guard. That's where you can do shit to them, right? That's where you can take people over is when you get them uh, so engulfed or sidetracked in something else. So I'm really worried for a lot of people. And and I'm I'm also curious in what connection this... Uh, whoosh, this uh, injection, this transhuman injection, uh, in 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 people is is going to connect. It has to. There, it doesn't make sense for it not to have some kind of a connection. Like whether it's you know, the, the, let me be very very clear on this. Very clear. You can go to Moderna's website. You can look up on Moderna's website and you read about mRNA. And right there on their website, it very clearly says, "We can open it up like an app on your phone." It's exactly what it says exactly what it says. There's a device in your body that Moderna, a major scumbag corporation, now has control over. That is just, that is just, that is just horrifying. It really is, you know? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and not to, I don't want to digress because I really don't want to go too far into that. It's just really sad because it's tearing so many of us apart who have people that we love that have, uh, connected themselves to this. So I'm not going to get into that because I want to stay on this part of it because it's all a mind game, right? It's one big mind trick and they think they're offering us free will. And in fact, in, um, Omnicron, it specifically, I took a little clip, a little, uh, excerpt, I'll load up in a little while. And it talked about how, um, you know, that they trick people and they give them choices that are imaginary and made up. We should have 
any choice we want to, you know, with the exception of harming another or stealing from another, you know what I mean? Like natural law. And uh, we don't, you know, none of us are free. Don't tell me you're free. You're not free. You can't build anything you want to. You can't, some states collect rainwater. You know, you can't, you can't, we can't do anything. You need, we need licenses and, and, and hall passes to travel from state to state and country to country. Like we're children. It's absurd. It really is. And most people are so hoodwinked into a system because each time there's this fear overriding it. And then they say, well, look, you're really scared over here. And let me, let me just, let me just say this because now as I'm saying it out loud, it's popping in. What a great setup for a virtual world. Cause I bet you that the man-made uh, virus over here does not exist in metaverse, right? I mean, wouldn't that be something I, I would assume that they're going to start advertising, right? No germs, no mask, no vaccines over here. And, and metaverse, come live here. Build your house. Build your world. Give us your consciousness. Let us own your soul. Let, let us have you think that you're still in control. And meanwhile, there's some AI being in your avatar now driving it. I mean, if you don't think it's possible or probable, it's okay. It's fine. You may already be gone. It's very possible. The four types of clones that are used by the Illuminati. And I wanted to read this a little bit because it's really interesting. Um, and this is a reality. This isn't sci-fi. This isn't made up shit. This is, our, this is our world. And I'm going to guess most of us. I wonder how many of us have actually like, I don't know, made out with one or been with one or something like that. Because you can't tell me that they're not out here intermingling. In fact... Oh, there was a movie I watched, which was phenomenal. And I definitely don't know the name of it, but the premise for it was, was this sci-fi, uh, journalist got invited to this millionaire's house who built robots and stuff like that to come right. And spend some time and meet his robots. And I knew it. I knew it like halfway through. Well, the plot twist was, was the guy that she thought was the millionaire was actually the robot the whole time. Like it was just wild. It was so good. It was such a good movie, but it, the whole thing was is that she didn't know. And, and they show it all the time. So let me do this. I'm going to come back in just a second and we'll go into this. You're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. It's going to end on IG. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and I will be right back in about a minute. And I'm back. You're listening to Event Horizon on the Wake Up Radio. I'm your host, KB, KB Visions One. You can find us on onthewakeupradio.com. OTWTube is our social media page. If you have not checked it out, get your ass over there. What are you waiting for? Uh, we're also on every major streaming platform. And as usual, love you, Cindy. And huge shout out to everyone on the Wake Up Radio family. I think we're up to 45 shows now. So we have something for everybody. So I'm back from my break, just a little break. And I've been talking about um, Metaverse uh, and the Metacosm and the virtual reality and augmented reality. And, you know, the stuff that I usually kind of, you know, speak on. And uh, the reason that I find that it's so important to keep speaking on it is, A, this technology is mind-blowing. You know, from, from a total um, nerdy point of view, it's fascinating, right? It's really fascinating what they can do and what they can create. The fact that they want to do it to us, 
you know, uh, and they want to trick us and steal our soul and have us trapped. You know, the, the thing is, is that how would we ever get out? Let's go on. Uh, I've already said that, you know, top physicists say that we're in a virtual reality, right? That we're not, we're in an, an altered reality. We're not in the original one. So, but let's just, let's just go for the sake of argument that this is our reality and they want us to go into the virtual reality, into the other Russian doll of the metaverse. So you have Fedbook, which is a DARPA, right? It's a government run project, black budget project. And what it has been doing is collecting information on us for as long as it's inception, it's been collecting information on us. And now, I mean, is anybody really surprised that they came up with a virtual world? I am not going to be surprised when they start showing people their virtual self inside of there. Now there is an app. There's, I don't remember the name of the app but gone or something like that. There, uh, a few years back, there was a girl in college. I believe she was in college and, uh, she lost one of her friends in an accident and she really missed him. And she was it, she was, um, a, a web designer. So she, she decided to create an app that allowed her to talk to her deceased friend. And the way it was done is the information is put into the AI, just like I've been discussing. And then she would text Mike, we'll call him Mike, right? She would text Mike and then Mike would text back in the exact way he would normally. Now, how does he do it? It's because the AI knows everything about him, knows how to answer, knows what he laughs at, knows what he giggles at, knows what he doesn't like, knows what foods he likes, knows everything. <clears throat> so it was really interesting because the developer of this app found herself at parties talking to an AI version of her deceased friend. She, it was so much like he was here that she was constantly talking to him. And this is where the line's going to get blurred because you're going to be able to create a perfect world where maybe you don't have to feel something or maybe you can fix something. And then how much are you going to neglect this side? You know what I mean? This world over here. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they come up with a version of metaverse of you, me, everybody else already in it, like showing us how we live and come see yourself, come look, come be you, you know, something on the premise of that, you know, there has to be, there's always some shiny trinkets, right? Some little, come look at this, come see this to get everybody to step into it. And if anyone's ever talked to a gamer or seen any of the gamers, they are so emerged in their virtual world that they, they actually, you know, show signs of aggression when they're interrupted or, you know, when someone kind of interferes with that. So it's all, it's already like the setup is there, the, the attachment to it, you know, not only is it going to be an emotional attachment, but it's also going to be a physical attachment because of the technology that has already constructed itself in our body. You know, just be mindful that this nanotechnology that's in our system well, at Rice University, they did an experiment a long time ago, and they showed that frequencies could um, band together nanotechnology. That 
and when they were using nanotechnology in certain aspects, they could create a frequency. And when they created the frequency, what the nanotech did was it started lining up and actually creating chains. And to think that this isn't taking place in our system would be kind of silly. I mean, it would really be kind of silly at this point to think that the technology, I mean, we think the technology isn't in us and not doing anything. It's, it's not logical. You know what I mean? It's just not logical. So these are the steps and these are the tiptoes into a world. Some people may want to go. If you want to go, go. I do not want to go. I'm still trying to figure out where I am here. I don't want to go <laughs> into another one where, where the AI is in control. You know, it's not, that's the premise of it. You know, if we were given free will by source and we are the creators and the creating, right? We're the creators creating, right? We're the ones who decide. And when you think about it, we're always deciding how our life is going to be, right? We're always making that decision. You wake up in a bad mood. It's going to be a shitty day. It's a shitty day. You wake up and you're like, man, what a good day. Like everything's great. And everything great happens that day. It does. It, it just, it always does. And, 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 the bombardment, right, of it's not just that they're giving us information. It's that this information carries energies and it carries frequencies. Um, I had, I really want to study more about it, but gematria. And what I found to be fascinating in gematria was that any word that carried the same numerical value of the word being spoken, that you got all of the intentions of the energy of that word as well. So whatever was associated with cat, everything else that went with cat, when they say cat or I say cat, all the other energies from all the other words come out. That's why it's spelling. It spells. <laughs> it literally is spells. It, it, it's what we do all the time. And if that's the case and we're doing that, then if we change it, then what do we change and what do we create? You know, I don't, I personally don't believe that, that, that standing with signs and shit is going to change the world. It's just not how I see it. How I see changing the world is changing the world, changing yourself. Like if I change and you change and you change, right. And we all do something for the betterment of ourselves and of this place, then there is no other option for it, but to change. And that's based off of quantum physics. It's based off of like everything in, in, in nature, right. It's just kind of how it works. But if they're telling us all the time and, and they're constantly regurgitating shit, and then people regurgitate the shit. That's kind of what it's going to be and, and how it's going to happen. The very fact, here's, how do I say this in a nice way? It's not going to come out nice. Some people are fucking idiots. The reality is, is that the Smith Month Modernization Act allows the U.S. government to lie to us, to feed propaganda to us, to tell us anything that they want to, to control us, to create fear, to do whatever they want to. And based off of that very premise, if you listen to anything that comes through the media, you're silly. What is wrong with you? It's like, in life, right? I can't stand liars. They just disgust me. So if me and you were friends or me and you were acquainted, whatever it is, and I find out that you lied to me, from that point on, your word has zero value. There's no point in me listening to you. There's nothing coming out that I'm going to take as authentic. So in that same premise, if we're constantly being lied to, why are we listening? I don't get it. You know, people want to change the world and they want to change themselves, but they don't want to change the habits. So if you're not changing the habits to change things, are you already being controlled? 
And it, this is all very, you know, the, the reality is, is all of this is pro probable, plausible, and applicable. All of it. You know, they do deep brain mapping. They can enter our dreams. They have learned to use light waves. So the nanotechnology that's already in our brain, they can control it a little bit. I've learned lately <laughs> that they can enter our DNA into a computer and control us that way. That's a whole other show. But um, so they're able, they're able to, to already to control us. You know, the elements are already there. It's already set up. So at what point are people going to start looking and saying, is it me or is something else making these decisions? You know, it's like um, telling people, you know, if, if you're craving alcohol, if you're craving sweets, if you're craving like shitty food, it probably isn't you. It's probably a parasite in your body doing it. And you could tell people that and then they go out and eat a bucket of ice cream. I don't, it's... <laughs> It's not, you know, not everyone is in control and not everyone is, is, I don't believe everybody here is the same. I just don't believe that. Not, I mean, if I'm, if I'm telling you, you know, that there are clones, uh, there's synthetic people. So this one is the four types of clones that are used by the Illuminati. And you cannot tell me that we're not interacting with these beings. It's just asinine to think that they're not around us all the time. And the very fact, let me, let me put this out there too. You know, the, uh, just a little synopsis. I want to digress for one second before I get here. One of the things with, uh, black goo, right? The one, one, five, five, the demonic one. And Harold Calzavella in his lecture had talked about him. In fact, he had shown them and he says, if you look at it in a can, it just looks like a little blob just kind of sitting there. But if you have two of them in a room, they start shaking and want to come together. Well, on the cause, it's not really what it is. It's that one of them wants to take over the other, like literally like just take it over and then become the, the dominant one. And if there are things like a little tiny piece of black goo that can take over. If there's nanotechnology that can take over, you know, how far are we already away from who we are? You know, I, I one of the things that I um, am demanding that I get back is like all of my memories, like from when I was a kid, like everything, most, I don't know, like I had mentioned earlier, a lot of people used to have great memories. A lot of people don't have great memories anymore. And, and it's like they're erasing our memories. They're erasing who we are, right? So in the, in the premise of that, I keep demanding that I get my memories back. And I'm getting little ones here and there, like I'll remember all for the day or I'll remember something here. And there's two reasons for that. One is, um, I think it's silly not to question whether or not who we are. Are we a clone? Are we a synthetic? Are we a robot? I just think it's silly not to question it with all of this out there. Like just because we've been told that we're something doesn't mean what if we're something like, like unbelievably magnificent, even like more so, and they have us diverted to think that we're something else so that we never even pay attention. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, it's like, we all have a reptilian part of our brain. If we all have a reptilian part of our brain, wouldn't that mean in some sense, if we empowered it, we could shape shift or shift our eyes or change? You know what I'm saying? Like we would have some other capability if we were, we have three parts of our brain. All right. This one acts the four types of clones that are used by the Illuminati, actual clones. This is a person who has been grown from a test tube 
um, called in vitro or implanted into a womb, which is an identical genetic makeup of another person or an identical twin, so to speak of terms of genetic makeup. The genetic coding has reproduced a new person who is an identical twin is now in existence. Synthetic people. These are, quote, persons who look every bit as real as a real person, but simulate human beings. Certain tissues extracted from cattle are the starting point. <laughs> this is the part of the reason for the cattle mutations, the process that is an advancement process discovered in the late 1950s. This 1959 experiment was reported in the book, 1968, The Biological Time Bomb by Gordon Retre Taylor. Taylor describes the experiment done in France. They had extracted DNA from the cells of the cocky cam fells and injected it into white peckins, thinking that just possibly the offspring of the latter might show some character derived from cocky Campbells. To their astonishment, actual ducks they injected began to change. Their white feathers darkened. Their necks began to take on a peculiar curve, which is the mark of the, the Cappy Campbell. So uh, the scientists working under the auspicious Rothschilds developed this process by working with secret breakneck speed. Uh, they developed advanced development in the process discovered with the DNA chicken experiment by the late 1970s. Synthetic people could be produced by the Illuminati. Organic robotoids. These are the ones that I really think uh, we are inundated with. Now, from my research, I have discovered that you only need to be 1% robot to be considered a robot, okay? So you can be 99% human and 1% robot. On the premise of that, we're already, I mean, if, if I take what everything I've already said, we're pretty much already in that. And the very least, at the very, very least, we are cyborgs. 100% we are cyborgs. Robots, that's a possibility just because of the artificial life. Okay. Organic robots. This is an artificial life form that is created through the process that are totally different than cloning or synthetics. Organic robotoid technology is being made to make exact as possible copies of important people such as presidents and some of their staff. For, for instance, uh, the Jimmy Carter who came to Portland uh, a few years ago, who I stood two feet away from and examined visually, was not the Jimmy Carter that had run for president um, on Easter in 1979. The first robotoid model of Jimmy Carter replaced the man, Jimmy Carter. By the time Carter was seen by me, they must have been on at least the robotoid number 100. This is why a friend of mine who was recently in Washington, D.C. also bumped into President Clinton jogging. My friend was surprised by the lack of security. Uh, so this goes on. It says, under the title heading, Genetic um, Manipulation, we read, the ability to control the formation of new beings may be one of the most basic developments of the future. Recent discoveries about nucleonic acids, the basic building blocks of life, had led us to believe that many um, that man may someday be able to treat genes in such a way that desired characteristics can be realized. Under the heading Man, uh, man, machine symbosis. We read computers exist, which learn, remember, see, seek goals, reason, walk, sing on key, talk, be irritable, play games, grasp, 
adapts to an environment, and even design improvements in themselves. Man-like computers may one day contain plasma, hello, plasma circulating through a viscera-like envelope, allowing them to be self-healing. Now, in case nobody has noticed, we have plasma and we are self-healing. I just want to say that our bodies are, uh, our bodies have, uh, all of nature has forms of nanotechnology in it. It all does. It all starts from there. It all kind of grows from there. There's the, again, there's the robotoid and then there's the, the synthetic one. But Where's that line? Where is the line? Because we do self-heal. You cut yourself, it heals. You know, you break something, it heals. Your hair grows. Like it just kind of, so uh, it says under the heading human robots, an electronic circuit that imitates two neurons, the cells of the human brain has been built, has been enabled a robot to deal with some unexpected situations, but the neuron structure was bulky. The brain has billions of neurons, meaning an incredible um, miniaturization job would be necessary before truly human robots are developed. How the memory of a person is transferred from the organic robot. I mean, this just goes on and on and on. It says, you know, the investigations in Dolce's underground cloning facilities is a summary of the four methods, right? Oregon's underground <laughs> secret cloning facility. Uh, you know, the secret cloning sites, the dumbs, the doubles, the lookalikes. You know, this is it, the very fact that we can read information about this and and and. And it's not just one, right? It's not just one thing. It, the, the evidence is out there. The proof is out there. The information is out there, right? So if they're able to create and recreate, you know, just on that, we shouldn't have anybody ever, ever rule us because we'll never be able to discern who they are. We'll never be able to decide what's inside. We're not going to be able to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like if anyone ever thinks the devil's going to be some ugly creature, it's not what's going to happen. The devil's going to be the most appealing person you've ever seen, right? Or form or whatever it's going to be. It's kind of, it's going to, you know, smell good, look good, want you to, you know, to come to it. So there's doubles and lookalikes that they put out there. And that was in the movie Clones that I had talked about in the first half. And it's, again, it's a 1970s movie. It's called Clones. But, you know, it's with the 70s movies, they're so different. But there's so much information. And it's just really good. So um, where is this one? What did I, where did I want to go here? Ah, the doubles. There's an ongoing program to find lookalikes for prominent people, as well as a program to create secret individual twins, which are separated at birth, but never see each other. George Bush's double was promiscuous. While George Bush is a pedophile, his double was living in France after Bush was no longer president by the use of doubles. Um, one of the synthetics organic robotoids, the elite are able to sneak away and perform satanic rituals. So, you know, that kind of comes back for a second to what I'm talking about, the Smith Modernization Act. You know, they can create on TV or the screen or whatever they want to any image, any person. They can they can alter what they're saying. They can alter what we see, the, what we're hearing. Right. And it, chances are it's not even the real real person. So, you know, why are we paying? And I mean that, I mean that with all like, like intelligence, 
Why are we paying any attention to this rhetoric that's being spewed over and over again? I feel like you're just hanging out with someone like with verbal vomit. Like every time you're around, they're like, Bleh. and they're just throwing up garbage. Isn't there's nothing, nothing of value coming out of the out of the conversation? You know what I mean? Out of what they're saying to us. So the fact that they said that the <laughs> and you, when I tell you, um, I have been kind of not really too too much on the social media much. Um, for these reasons, because I really do believe they're going to start sending signals through these devices and they're going to start altering shit that way. You know, uh, Bill Gates said in one of his talks that the next epidemic would come through a computer screen. And, uh, I believe he means that, you know, this is a man who, who created viruses you know, for the computer. And now that we have the technology inside us, it would be very easy to send a signal through here. You know, I've talked about before, there's a patent. 6506148B2. That is the patent for your TV set, just one. And that shows how they send a signal through the TV to attack the nervous system of the people who are sitting in front of it. So not only is there a visual, you know, hypnotic state, let's count down 10, 9, 8, hypnotic, swirls, hypnotic, scrolling, hypnotic. They literally have us willingly, right? Willingly dumbing ourselves down, ignoring ourselves, ignoring what our best interests are in order to chase some fucking rabbit that's never going to get caught. And I've said it before, and I'm going to keep repeating it, is I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was, was that the chasing the rabbit, right? The, the trick is not to stay too long in the rabbit hole. Really, it's not to stay too long in the rabbit hole. And the trick that they got is they want everyone to, they, myself included a few years ago, not now. I, you know, I had to fix everything. I had to know everything. I had to fix the world. And then I realized every time I'm trying to save you or you or you and not save me, I sacrifice myself. I set myself on fire. They win. I, I'm not paying enough attention to myself because I'm supposed to save everybody. It's not the trick. I mean, that's the trick. The real trick for us to win is to save ourselves, right? Is to, to have the self-love, to pay attention to who we are, to the technology that's around us and to what's controlling us and how far we're being diverted from who we are to what they want us to be. How many people are walking around today pissed off? No eye contact, right? Afraid of other human beings. That's a program. That's a robotic program. They may still be living beings, but they're acting in robotic nature, right? And, and the apathy, right? They have taken empathy out and they have thrown in apathy. So now we have this apathetic society that's all excited about a metaverse, about some fictional place, right? Where it's a dream, Literally, it's a dream where they can control everything and say, hey, come on, come on in. No, no, it's okay. It's safe over here. And then once you go in, you're not going to come back out. It's like um, the smart city uh, Neom, which if you rearrange the letter spells Omen, right? And it's a smart city. It's the same thing. And what's his name? Mike Penna. He says it's a one-way ticket there and you should learn Arabic and you're not coming out. And he plans to live to be a hundred and something. Well, the only way he's going to live to be that is when his consciousness is downloaded into a computer. And just so you know, sorry, my kitten, uh, is that Philip K. Dick, right? So he is the author of Blade Runner, right? Well, 
he is now, he talked about robots taking over, right? And, and that, and he wrote all these sci-fi, I think it's Electric Dreams is one of his series too. Some, some wild stuff, man, really wild stuff, like his, his mind. So anyways, Philip K. Dick, well, Mr. Philip K. Dick, who wrote about robots taking over, is a android right now. He died. They built an android in his likeness. They downloaded his consciousness in there. He's alive in a robot, and that's everything he wrote about. This is prophecy taking place. It's actual prophecy taking place in, oh, oh. In, if, if you listen to Chuck Missler, and he talks about this, and he talks about um, all of this as prophecy and what was in the Bible and stuff like that and the 10-dimensional metacosm. Um, he talks about the biblical angels, the demons, the invisible war. And this is, I think, what they're kind of... Um, is, is one reality. And then they're, they're mimicking it. Right. Cause that's what they do. They mock and they mimic. Right. And that's the, the demons creating the alternate one so that we go in there and never come out and never come out. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get stuck in a computer. I really don't. I mean, chances are we're in one right now. It's like layers upon layers upon layers, but in there, he talks about in the, Oh, here it is. Wait, no, wait, wait. Biblical angels. As we search the scriptures, we find there are a number of different ranks of angels. Um, we know a couple by name, Michael and Gabriel, and they seem to have specific job descriptions. The military commander of the Lord's host and the principal announcer of events involving the Messiah, respectively. We also learn that angels can materialize take people by the hand, eat meals with mankind, and indulge in combat. Some even have entertained angels uh, unaware. Some fallen angels have been guilty of producing hybrids, Nephilim, the fallen ones that led uh, to, among other things, the flood of Noah's days. These strange activities are confirmed several times in the New Testament, and there is a reason to expect more of these bizarre occurrences in our near horizon. The emergement trend towards, towards transhumanism will also usher in similar new concerns. These his lectures are great. I, I really mean that. Like I was, they were so great. Again, this is Chuck, Dr. Chuck Missler, and this is the realm of the angels. But his lectures on um transhumanism are really good. They deleted one of his other ones too, which was supposed to be like a super in-depth one. I'm gonna see if I can find it later. But you know, um I believe that there is a, you know, this is, this is a battle of heaven and hell and it's been going on for a long time. And this is, this is the, the end of the battle, right? I, I believe we win. I don't, I know other people have a different outlook on what's going to happen. I, I don't believe that they win this time. I didn't come here to lose. <laughs> I'm not fighting this hard to lose. It's not going to happen. Well, not, not in my reality, you know, and I think that's the the difference too, is being able to take this information because if you're not paying attention and if you're not guiding yourself towards your own reality, it's going to be created for you. And, you know, uh, where the creator's creating, right. Then, then that means that there's something extremely special. And if the demiurge and the demons aren't able to create because they're not of real source, right? They're not created in the actual image, then they would want that. And this is the battle. You know, um, I, I think because, you know, I think because people can't see 
their their spirit or their essence that they only view themselves as 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 moment to moment and what's going on but if we really could see like our whole being you know maybe we would start treating it a little bit differently and, and value it a little bit more but there has to be this ultimate value in there that they're chasing so hard and that they want it so hard and that they're they're literally using this jab to disembody you know the the fact that they're energy workers and this is the part where you know you really have to take into consideration like this is real shit you have energy workers who are saying that they had clients before that received the jab and then after they received it they couldn't receive any more love or animal any more energy their heart wouldn't re like literally when they put the energy in it wouldn't it wouldn't receive it and they said it was like their spirit was disembodied in their body it was just kind of floating inside there and it makes sense with all what I, what i'm saying it's that you can, it's like get out, right? When he was trapped inside, you're, you're trapped inside your own vessel. You know, it's like in, um, you know, in some of the sci-fi things when they show you like you're inside or, oh, what was it? Um, the feed. Oh my gosh. If you haven't seen the feed, watch the feed. Uh, I really believe that's already a thing. I don't believe it's gonna happen. I believe it's already already happened. And especially with the children, with the babies, I think that they have this technology in them. That's, that's, that's why they have this symbiotic relationship. You're like, how does that baby know how to do that? Well, yeah, babies are smarter than we give them credit for. But the reality is, is if they have technology inside them, that's already doing it. I've seen videos lately of these super babies popping up at like two weeks old, holding their head up, rolling over. I don't know, reading a book and shit. Like, <laughs> you know, people are going to have to hold on to civilization or it's just going to fall apart. And it's only going to happen one way. And it's by, by taking care of ourselves, you know, stop watching this nonsense is shit that just feeds shit into our brains every day. You know, if our brains are an interface and they just compute information, just be mindful of the information that's being computed, you know, because if it is the technology, you know, think of it this way. Either feed the beast or you feed God, source, whatever you, whatever, whatever way, whatever word you use or words. I don't believe, I, I don't know who called God, God. I don't believe there's a name that's source to me, but either or, um, you know, if you're, if you're not feeding one, then the other's going to feed on you. It's just the way it is. You know, watch how many energy vampires start showing up. Watch how your energy changes or those people who are around you, right? When you, you like have a really good mood and they call you and then, they feel like shit at the end of the conversation. You feel like shit. And they're like, I feel so good because they're literally taking the energy. They're taking the essence. They're, they're controlling it. Right. And, and those are the little slippery things. Not everyone that has a pretty face or a smile is on our side. It's, they're just not, it's just not the way it works. Like I said, you know, the team is going to put on some pretty clothes and make you look at them or her, whoever it is. We are somewhere in the future. I don't know what what part of the future we're in. I don't know. I don't know how far. I don't even, you know, the reality, we don't know what year it is. The fact that, oh, it's 2021. Who said so? Has anyone counted the years all the way through to make sure, like, I went through, like, they didn't skip 10 years somewhere? Because what was it in, in either in Asia or in China, they, um, let me see. Um I think they started their whole their whole calendar years again, and they started at one. Um, and not everyone has the same year. For example, let's see. 
I'll have to find, I'll, I'll talk about it on my next show, but somewhere they had totally changed their calendar and, uh, they're not, they, they started like at the year one again, like a couple years ago, like they just reset the whole thing. Like, nah, we're not going to stay in this year. We're just going to start over. So, so you have to think of this. What do they say? It's 50 years to change an entire generation, entire population, right? Just 50 years. One, what is it? One generation and you can change, they can change everything. So in that process of changing it, imagine how much they can change when not only are they killing the elders, right? And, and, and they're, they're controlling the youth, but they're starting calendar years over. They're literally like rewriting and rescripting history. So at some point they're just going to come out with a book and start telling kids, you're a robot. You've been a robot the whole time here. See, this is why. And people just stop believing it. I don't know. I don't want to be stuck in a system. It's it's something since I have I have become aware. I hate the word woke. Since I have become aware, it's one of my main concerns is to know where I am so I can discern where I am so I can take care of me. If this is just one big mind fuck, if this is just one big mental game and you have to be paying attention to put the puzzle pieces together to get out, I'm going to win. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting out. 100% I'm getting out. That's the way my mind works. I'm not stuck. You know, I'm constantly looking and evaluating and I'm questioning me as I should. Am I the same person? I mean, I know we're supposed to change and evolve, but I mean, in essence, am I the same KB that I was 10 years ago, 15? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I still that person? Do I have the same likes? What has changed? What hasn't changed? And if these self-evaluations are not taking place, you are not going to know a week from now who you were a week ago. It's just not going to happen. Most people, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, again, this is myself included. There are times that we are so over bombarded with information that we can't even absorb it. Right. We can't even take this shit in because it's like, Oh, here's over here. This is over here. Look over here. Look over here. Look over here. And you can't retain it. And if you ask most people, what was in the news a week ago? What was in the news two months ago, other than this stupid, you know, mind virus, but uh, you know, anything like that, what was in it a year ago? Most people can't remember because we are so inundated and overloaded with information and it's stimulating. It's stimulating the technology inside of us, right? It's kind of, I think that may be why some children today are overactive. It's not just, you know, I don't, the ADD and ADHD and stuff like that. In fact, uh, I had done some research on those and it's not exactly what people think it is. It's more of a, um, like I know I'm an impulse talker. That means that like when I have a thought in my head, I have a really hard time holding it back. And uh, uh, there's times I interrupt people and I don't do it out of, out of disrespect. I do it because it's just the way my brain works. Like, and I have to say it. And I had learned when I was researching ADHD because I got diagnosed with it, that it's, it's what it is. It's that it's, we have a different way of processing information in our brain. For example, um, a regular person, like a, a regular brain would take a tomato and file it in fruits and vegetables, right? But ADH brain, it's under round, it's under red, it's under fruit, it's under vegetable, it's under tasty. It's, <laughs> and it gets filed and all these other things. And then there's one little like nerve and it doesn't connect all the time. And that causes the impulses that causes the, the, you know, to act sometimes without thinking. You know, it's not, it's, it's literally a wiring in the brain and it doesn't mean that something's wrong. It just means that 
you know, everybody's wired a little bit differently, but if the wiring starts getting controlled, then there's the problem. And that's what they've done to the youth is they've controlled them. They've controlled them with the drugs. They've controlled them. They've dumbed them down so that their brain isn't firing. It isn't thinking anymore. And now it's slowed down, right? You're just taking the information I'm getting you. Walk in line, stay in school, listen to the bells, don't speak, right? I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's gross. It really is. You know, they, they have predicted for a long time that there's going to be a takeover. The Bible predicts it. Sci-fi is predicted. The government is telling us. Metaverse is telling us. And all that is taking place is these false gods and these entities are trying to recreate God's creation. And, you know, at the end of the day, the end of the hour, whatever it is, you're going to have to decide which one you're on. And if you don't pick, and I've said it before, it'll be picked for you. So if you're not choosing to be on the side of source and to be in your own divinity and to walk in that light, then you're going to walk in the darkness and the devil's going to take you over and the AI is going to take you over and you're going to be in a system. And maybe one day you'll wake up and realize you're in there. Maybe you never will. I don't know. And everyone has a different journey. And I don't believe everybody here is even human. You know, Nakamadi, what is the Nakamadi scripture says that everybody is of soul, but not everybody is of spirit, which is really interesting. And I believe that. I know a lot of us meet people who are just, there's nothing, right? Just nothing. It's like uh, sociopaths and narcissists, you know, they're just, there's nothing there. They're just, just empty inside. They're probably another being. They're probably like some other kind of race in general. And we just label them as a sociopath when they should be labeled as a demon, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all this, it's all mind games. It's all tricks. It's all tricks. And, um, you know, the only thing that I can recommend is to take what you learn and, you know, and, and, and pocket it. And realize that this information at some point may be useful to you. You know that when you see some interactive thing saying, guess what? You can create a hologram with your phone right now. Yeah, it's super exciting, right? It's technology. Like who wouldn't want to create a hologram with your phone? But what else are you inviting in? How do you know? How do you know that they're not tricking you to open a portal <laughs> to invite some other entity in? right? John Trudell, protect your spirit. We're in a place where spirits get eaten. And these are the tricks I'm talking about. This technology is satanic technology, right? So, hey, look, come play a game with us. Yeah. Just open up, right? Let us in. You may not get back out. You may not. I know. I know there is a source. I know there's something divine in this universe, and whether it is us magnetically connecting to that and creating it, or if it's just what it is, I don't know. I don't have those answers. It's not, it's not in this realm. I can't see that. You know, I do believe that things are coming to a head, so to say, and they're going to start changing. And uh, I guess you're just going to have to pick where you want to go and what you want to do. You know, I don't, I want to be me. <laughs> I like me. I want to wake up to me. I want to, I want to laugh like I do. I want to smile. You know what I mean? I want to be able to puzzle solve like I do. I don't want anything telling me what I can and can't do. And it pisses me off to no end when I'm told what to do. Uh, like when the AI, 
I sound like a lunatic when I call these places and the automated systems come on. They're like, how can I help you? I'm like, I want to talk to a human being. I don't want to talk to, I want to talk to a human being over and over again. And then you know what? There's some of them. The AI will not let you proceed unless you do exactly what it tells you to do. Shit pisses me off. You cannot proceed unless you do this. You can't do that unless you do this. And if you want access to your money or if you want access to an account or if you want access to something you or, or even to speak to a representative, you have to do exactly what the AI tells you to do. That should infuriate you. I mean, in my perspective, it should because it pisses me off. I'm not going to be told by some robot what to do. And therein lies the whole next time we'll have a conversation is whether or not they're sentient, right? Are they, are they actually compassionate and feeling? That's a whole other topic. But for now, they're robots, you know? And I'm not going to be told by a machine what to do. That is bullshit. Hold the line. We'll call you back. And then, oh, when they tell you, I'll say something. And then it'll say, for the rest of the call, you can only use the keypad. Fuck you. Just fuck you. Just, just, just. But these are the things, this is the tiptoe. These are the, these are the little things that take place every day that people don't notice. And when you're not noticing the fact that the AI is controlling where you're going, the AI on your phone won't connect the FaceTime as you're driving. It's in control. The geofencing in your car can limit where you go and where you drive to. The streetlights can start limiting you, right? Your house, if you have a smart house, can lock you in. It can lock you out. It can turn on the heat. It can turn on the AC. It can listen to every phone call. It can listen to everything that's going on in your house. It knows how long it takes you to come. It knows how long you make out with your wife. It knows everything, everything. It's not just the smartphone. It's the Li-Fi. It's the lights. It's the, it's everything. It's all the time around us, this invisible AI alien invasion taking place. And just like in, um, invasion of the body snatchers that they show you, right? The original disappears, the other pops up in Omicron. It was really interesting because not what my take, one of my takeaways was, is that not every entity that goes into a body can take over the body. It doesn't always have access. It has to get a certain it has to be able to obtain a certain level of intellectual within the body to access the information. I mean, it's really kind of wild, but I mean, they show us all the time, alien takeovers are inside you. I mean, if you look at the pictures I posted of a rope worm, it looks exactly like the alien that came out of in the first alien movie, exactly like it. Exactly. So that in itself, right? I mean, there's stuff in our systems that they put in there that shouldn't be in there. And now again, everybody who has the jab, you have, and, and I'm going to repeat this again because it's really important. If you even go to the websites, but right on the Moderna website, if you look up MRNA, it tells you, it literally says, and we can open it up like an app on your phone. How horrifying, how horrifying to know that there's something in your system that some psychopath at a computer can control, can monitor, you know, the, the fact that they can already enter our dreams without the tech, without, they can enter our dreams and they can, they can control our dreams now just by way of the technology and some of the DNA, uh, evidently they found a, or, or they have a way 
however long they've had it, but there's a way that they use our DNA in the computer and it connects to us and it helps to control us and can cause us pain or they can do different things by that. Like that's the part where I have a really big problem questioning who we are. Like if everything is computer code and our DNA is code, if everything's code, what does that make us? And where are we? Like, where are we? You know, if, if we go by again, by Sophia Stewart and that the Terminator was in the past and that the matrix is in the future, it's time travel, right? And it's the, you have to save yourself from the system. We're in there. We're in, we're in the system. We're in it. And, and everything is telling us to find a way out. You know, and, I, and the way out for me is a mental way. You have to be able to discern the information, to um, be able to uh, use it, right? I mean, what's the point? All right, let me peek over here. And thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm just going to peek over at some of the comments because I see them going. But if I focus when I'm talking, I'll totally lose uh, train of thought. So let me start over here. So it says, I'm a hologram and an illusion. I have a quote, my illusion trumps your reality. <laughs> I said it a long time ago. I didn't realize how, how much it really was. Um, so this one says, like in witchcraft, when they talk about linking you to another, whatever harm is done to you is harmed. Exactly. Perfect example. Thank you. It's called a link. Thank you. Um, I have not seen, says Dark Web 3036 Time Traveler. I haven't seen that. There's so many, like, there's so many good movies that really kind of, you're like, shit. <laughs> you know, when you're looking at them, you're like, oh, my gosh. I know that I'm a free spirit. I know that I'm connected to source. I know that, you know, um, I have a purpose. And, and my purpose is to me first. You know, it really is. It took me a while to realize that because, you know, there, I feel like, uh, people who, um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, for saying great podcast. I did love that one about the linking. Where was I though? Oh, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll figure it out again. The time traveler one. Okay. Oh, thanks. This is, I don't want it to end. I appreciate that. Thank you. I never know how the information is, is being perceived and stuff like that. And for whatever, whatever, um, whatever reason that I have wound up in a sci-fi world, you know, it, it, it's, uh, really interesting because, um, when I was a kid, I never wanted to watch sci-fi, but now when I think back about it, I don't, it must've, there, there had to have been like a block, right? A block telling me not to uh, watch it, probably because I would have learned or I would have been more aware at, at a time watching the sci-fi. But for whatever reason it is now, this is the rabbit hole I'm in, right? This is the one that that um, I learn about. And I do find the technology is um, fascinating. You know, the fact that there's, you know, Anybody and everybody has the capability to learn and be a genius. I don't care what they tell you. You can do anything you want to do if you just take the time to learn it. Everything that I know is self-taught. I was a high school dropout. School was not for me. Or I guess 
this structure I didn't like. I love learning. I didn't like the structure. I don't like being told what to do. Even as a child, my mother said, even as a little kid, I do not like being told what to do at all. And in the process of just learning and stuff like that, you're going to be able to figure it out. And the sci-fi, I know I'm obsessed too. Um, you know, there's always some answer in there. And the fact that I can hold court, I was out one time and met some people who were in the military and we were at, just at a restaurant eating and we started talking and we started talking about nanotechnology and they looked at me and they said, where did you learn it? I said, I'm self-taught. And they said, first of all, and they were total nerds, which was awesome because my nerd nipples were like, wing. And I was like, this is so great. And we would talk about nanotechnology and stuff. And they're like, we never have anyone to talk to this about. Like, this is so great. And the fact that I know about nanotechnology, that I can talk to you about all this stuff means that anybody can learn this. And the reason one of them is because of uh, how to heal myself with more gallons, right? I mean, it's not healed 100%, but... Um, in order for me to overstand, to heal, I had to delve into all of this. And the other is once I started realizing the state of the world, there was no way, there was no way I was going to let some system have one up on me, if that makes sense. So I needed to learn about it. Like I can't protect myself. I can't help myself if I do not have an over and an understanding of what is taking place and what the technology is doing. It's not just that it's there. It's that on a daily basis, it's changing us. It's slowly, you know, you used to like mustard on your, you know, sandwiches and now you hate mustard and you like ketchup. It's things like that. It's those little changes that take place that are feeding or, or, or gearing you towards another direction or something else. And the ketchup was just a random um, example, you know, but it's things like self-care. Like I had said earlier, like, you know, you made yourself a shake or you're used to meal prep or you used to do certain things and now you don't. Why did you stop? I ask myself all the time. Why did I stop doing that? What would have stopped me from doing something that was benefiting me? And that's where I believe that the journal and writing things down, not only will it increase our memory, right? But it'll help us to become a better version of ourselves because we're more mindful. Today, today I forgot. Do you know what I'm saying? And you write it down and you're like, shit, how did I forget that? Like, how did I forget this about me? Or how did I all of a sudden remember this memory? Or how did I do that? And if we're not doing that with ourselves, then in that we become that robotic nature, right? We just become um, the Stepford wives, which is kind of interesting. The fact that all the wives in that neighborhood got cloned in case no one knew that that's what they did. They replaced all the wives and especially the ones who spoke up and they cloned them. So they would be subservient and they would be good little robots. Not always showing it's taking place. You know, the world can change really fast. I've seen it. I've seen the visions of it. And all it takes is for people just to wake up and to be cognitively aware of our thoughts and our energy. And every day isn't perfect. And there's some days that are super, super hard. And, you know, I had a friend of mine, um, one, two, November 11th was his funeral. So the week before that, um, he killed himself. He hung himself <laughs> out of the blue. And this is what's happening. This is the, this is the state of the world. He was, I think he was, I think he was in his thirties. He was just such a, such a good guy. He was talented and now he's gone. And they're putting people in a position where they don't even know themselves enough to, to, to know that it's going to be okay. You know, the world is 
fucking nuts right now, but it's part of the psyop. It's part of the breakdown of who we are so that they can rebuild us into what they want us to be. And I'm not going to let it happen. And I hope you're not going to let it happen to you, you know, and if we keep checking in with each other and keep having conversations, like, like real shit, like, you know what, like, like, I had some conversations with some people and I was bawling my eyes out. Things are hard. They're not always easy. And it's okay to, to, to recognize how you feel and then move on, like be better. You know what I mean? Like if you can decide what you're going to wear, how you're going to drive, where you're going to go, where you're going to go to eat, things like that, you can decide to be happy and you can decide to invest in you. Um, you know, the end result, whatever, whatever comes out of, your life. And I don't mean in terms of money or, or, or work or things like that. I mean, in terms of you and your connections to other people and your connections to yourself, to your higher self is going to be based on what you do and how you apply it, you know, where you want to go. Me? Heaven on earth. That's my goal. My goal all along. I took an oath for that and it's where I intend to go. So I really hope that uh, you take some time and look into the metacosm, the metaverse, and you know, and see what they're actually doing, and see how there are people already living in the metaverse, buying property in a virtual world. That to me is a very disturbed state of society and a state of mental being. And this is the part where if we catch ourselves now, then we don't end up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we are. We're told we're humans, but if there's humans point two and there's an earth point two and there's a metaverse and a microcosm and a macrocosm, and it's a lot, it's a lot. And the only thing I can tell you is trust your gut. The first thought, never the second one. It's always the first one. And just know that you're amazing. You know, know that like I, I, these sites on here that are pretending everything's great and all oh, I'm doing up, fuck off. It just isn't logical. It is not logical for you not to be a human being and realize like we're all changing, right? Hopefully we're all evolving. I am so far away from a person I used to be a couple of years ago. I'm a way better version of myself because I took the time to be that. I recognize like, shit, I was a little hostile over here, or maybe I swore too much, or maybe I was this. It's okay to have faults, right? We're, we're designed in a world to, to not be perfect. We are perfectly imperfect. And in that notion, just to find that balance, right? To, to be able to just say, all right, so we're all fucked up. We're all messed up. Every one of us, right? On some level, we're all programmed. We're all, we're all on this journey together, but the underlords have created such an atmosphere where we look at each other and we think that we're so separated. The only thing that separates us is people with heart and people without people with soul, people without, right? People with spirit, people without. Those are the things to me. And that's the one your energy comes in and it'll speak for you. Wow. We live in the sci-fi. We live in the future. Whether or not we're in some sleep stasis pod somewhere and this is all a big dream or we're in Ready Player One or whatever it is, I don't know. But all of it is plausible, applicable, and uh, it definitely could be taking place. You're going to have to decide where you want to go and where you want to be. Me? I want my toes in the sand. I want to be on the beach. I want to be laughing. I want to be having fun. And I'm so tired of the state of the world today. I'm so over it. Like, it's just, just beat you up sometimes. You know what I mean? It's just very heavy. So in order to change the heaviness, we control what we can. And that's us. And that's what they want to control. So if we control us and they can't control us, we win. It's not really, you know, when you deduct, right? When we break it all down, 
that's when we figure out it's it's not really complicated, right? It's just pretty simple. It really is. Um, just be a good person. Work on you. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of goofy little similar, similar, goofy, easy, similar things, but it's the way the world is. I don't want to be a robot. I really don't want to be. We could be. We could be an advanced version of it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's always, I always have more questions. I always have more questions, but in finding the questions, I find myself and I just keep getting better and happier, even with all the imperfections, even with all the bullshit. Found some great people that give awesome hugs, which is always a great feeling. And if you do those heart to heart hugs, man, you can really feel those. Um, I love those things when people just walk up to people and start hugging. It's just, uh, it just does so much for the spirit, for the body, right? For that. And just little things, just start picking people up around you. Hey, you look good today. Wow, don't you have beautiful eyes? And, and, and it's people, just people, like not your, you know, lookers, right? Um, there's a lot of people out there that have this beautiful look to them. Maybe not as, as aesthetically, but uh, it's the energy that comes out of them. So I appreciate everyone for spending time with me, for listening to what I have to say in my nerdy little brain and, uh, and my desire to create heaven on earth. Uh, Cindy, again, huge shout out to you. I love you. And thanks really, honestly, for creating all of this and giving us this opportunity to be magnificent, right? And to really, uh, put our effort out, not just to say, I want to change the world, but to actively, you know, do what we can to, uh, to change it for the betterment of it. You've been listening to event horizon on the wake up radio. I am your host KB KB visions one. You can find us on, on the wakeupradio.com, otwtube.com and much love to all of you. Thank you. I'm out. Blood individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on Dianne. Sing the Ashwin On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.